Hello friends and welcome back to Finding a Better Way. I'm your host Holly and I kind of have some exciting news today. I've got someone here with me, Miss Priscilla. I am so excited to have her on. I know I hyped her up last week. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, there's expectations. You, you have to come on and do a great job. No, I'm just kidding. We're gonna have some good casual conversation here. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Make sure that you follow the podcast, subscribe, like, all the things, share it with your friends, and let us know what you think. So I am going to let Priscilla introduce herself, kind of say what she does, who she is, and just why I wanted to bring her on, because it's everything everything about her, so. Okay, wow. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm super honored to be here because you are such a cool person and I just am so excited that I get to be here with you. Second of all, let me go ahead and cancel out any expectations <laughs> for anyone who's listening. Um, let there be no expectations because I assure you that I will not meet them. Um, but I am Priscilla and I am one of the co-founders of our organization called It's Not Over. And I have six children. Uh, ages 16 down to five. I have an amazing husband um, that we've been married for almost 20 years, minus about six months when we divorced that one time. Um, so, so yeah. I told y'all she's cool, okay? Listen, she gets us. She's yeah. our people. So yeah, so that's probably the, the most uh, interesting things about me. Well, maybe not, but it's at least those basic things about me. So we've got lots and lots of things planned out. We are hoping that we can just fall into some good conversation because listen, I think I may have made her kind of be like, what did I sign up for? Typically when I have a guest on y'all, I have this whole itinerary planned out for us. I have talking points. This is what we're going to cover. This is what, you know, and I have the flow of the conversation and Priscilla gets here. She opens up her computer to take notes and I'm like, she's like, okay, so what's the plan? And I'm like, oh, um... I was hoping you kind of had a game plan. <laughs> and she looks at me like a deer in headlights for five seconds, breathes it in, and she's like, okay, great. We've, we've got this. <laughs> and it's why I knew it would really work out because I was like, we'll, we'll figure it out. So I prayed about it last night. Mm -hmm. I woke up with still nothing on my mind, which is how it is sometimes. And it made me think about how a lot of times those unanswered prayers yes. are where blessings really come in. And I'm like... Maybe God didn't want us to have this whole elaborate scripted yes. podcast because it's not us. Yeah. Anyway. Absolutely. Maybe he wanted us to just be able to have a good conversation and people will be like, hey, okay. I I really enjoyed that. You could tell they were all over the place. Yes. So yes. We are we are very similar in Absolutely. some of our personality traits. So we're gonna try to not talk for too long. Um, but we're going to go ahead and hop right in here. Um, I'm still flabbergasted. I forget how many kids Priscilla has. So in case you're wondering, she did say six. Right. So she's got her own team. Yeah. Absolutely. Like she has a basketball team and one has to sit on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Cause you never quite see them all at the same time. Like yeah. you see them in passing and yeah, you've never seen them all. Actually you did. You took pictures of our family. And it was wild. Yes. She's like, you never see them. All. And I'm like, I did. I remember having to have all of them plus you and your husband look at me yeah. and smile. And it, I thought I was a good photographer until that moment. And I'm like, 
why is there always one kid not looking? What is happening? But you did it. Oh, we got one. <laughs> she got one. I'm just no. There was one good picture. No, I'm just teasing. Yeah, but, no, there yeah. were multiple. So yes, six six children. That's that's why she's got all the good advice. <laughs> that's why I have no advice, and I will just pray for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so today, like I said, we didn't really have a plan. So I was like, "Listen, this is what I've got on my notes," and she's like, "This is good. We can yeah. we can do something with this." And this was me just in my car having one of those days where I felt super defeated and. I have these thoughts going through of these past friendships that have failed, this childhood trauma that I deal with, the things that I'm dealing with with my husband, and I felt this need for people to like me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, why? I I leave conversations sometimes feeling just not necessarily defeated, but almost wondering, what did they think about me? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. did they like me? Because that's so important to me. And that's kind of the conversation today. I started it. I named it. I said, I've always wondered why I need people to like me. And I'm going to have Priscilla come in and tell me why. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. But I always come to her with stuff like this. And she's able to break things down for me in such a, a beautiful, elegant, and what's what's the Bible where it's, um, is it the message? The version oh, that's yeah, like, yeah. slow down. Listen, you're creating more expectations. <laughs> no, 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 no. But when I when I come to you with a problem, so many times people give me Googled answers. Mm. And you really break it down. And I think it's because you've, you've been Lived through so it, much. Yes. And I think that's what makes it so relatable. Yeah. And I think that's why people enjoy when I share my stories. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're like... It's relatable, mm-hmm. I, you know, and it's not a scripted, yes. beautifully thrown together podcast. It is yeah. like FaceTime with Holly yes. situation. So, I love it. All right. So I said, I've always felt this urge to impress everyone. I want them to like me. I need to walk away from conversations with me knowing that in that conversation, I presented myself as a cool, successful, fun person to be around. So I'm like, what? What does that stem from? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say that you absolutely do a beautiful job of processing. So, like, your podcast, you're you're out there throwing out wisdom to people. And, you know, just in your own, like, when you're talking to me, like, you are wise in your processing. So, you're discounting yourself when you're saying, like, oh, I just kind of throw stuff at her. You are amazing. So, that's what I want to Hold start on, off with first. <laughs> bigger. So yeah, so I just want to start there that you do a beautiful job of processing and working through a lot of stuff yourself. But saying that to say, so like, okay, I've always wondered why I need people to like me. The first thing is we all have a need for acceptance, like everyone. And I know that maybe some people are aware of that. Some people may not be as aware of that, but we all have a need for acceptance. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why we have social clubs, country clubs, uh, fraternities, sororities, even gangs. I was going to say, please say gangs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even like uh, like uh, groups like gangs are formed because we need a place of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel accepted in certain places, I'm going to venture until I find somewhere that I can feel accepted. Mm-hmm. And so everyone has this need to be accepted. So that's, that's one of the things. Mm-hmm. But then second of all, we all have 
Um, I like to talk in behavioral styles. I know some people like to talk about personality styles and personality, um, you know, people's different personalities, but I like to kind of talk about behavioral styles. And so like there's a profile out there called the DISC, Mm -hmm. D-I-S-C, and it's dominant, inspirational, steady, and conscientious. Is that what you mean when you say I'm an I? Yes, it oh, yeah. is. It is oh, what I like, mean. What it she is. Mean? Does she mean a one? Because, you know, people have made me take the that test. Yeah, you know the Enneagram. Yes. yes. Which I'm not as familiar with yeah. Enneagram. Yeah, so but like, yeah. Is she meaning to call me a one? No. What, are, no. what is an I? Nope, it's an I. Okay, so we're about to talk about that. Okay. So, like, another thing that kind of, um, you know, puts us in categories, which, you know, I don't, I'm an out of the box kind of person. So it's not to put you in a category that you have to stay stuck in, but it's just typically we kind of lean towards a behavioral style. And so, and I would say sometimes people do just jump full, fully into that behavioral style. And maybe you and I more are more into that behavioral style than some, but anyway, saying all that to say, um, the D they're, they're more task oriented, actually the D and the C. So the dominant and the conscientious, they're more task oriented, but the I and the S, the inspirational and the study, they're more people oriented. Mm-hmm. So like you being an I, you would be more, um, interested in people, what people think, how, you know, you make people feel. And so that's just part of who you are. That's how yeah. God made you. Um, and, and you, like you've already mentioned, we're very similar. So that's, you know, yeah. just kind of how I operate as well. So that's another thing is that we're just different. And so some people who are less people oriented, more task oriented, they're not going to be as concerned with, you know, what are people feeling and, and how does this make them feel? Or Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yes, yeah. absolutely. Our husbands. Yeah. Um, and so saying that to say, now that's the thing, all people need to be accepted. So it's not that they don't need acceptance. It's mm-hmm. just that that's just not going to be their first yeah. line of thinking. Like, that's oh, not what they leave a conversation thinking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually sometimes those people that are more task oriented feel like, well, man, I missed something relationally because yeah. I wasn't thinking relationally. I was thinking more task. But anyway, so saying all of that, say that, yeah. So why do I need people to like me? Because that's just part of my behavioral style. Like I'm just more yeah. people-y. I want to make people feel good. I want to make them feel comfortable. And yeah, like, you know, I want them to like me. I like to you be liked. wording it like that makes it feel less selfish. Yeah. Because yeah. I, sometimes when I'm thinking about that, when I'm explaining to Nick, because we're so different. Yeah. And all my pod people know that. But we're so different. And I'll be explaining to him. I'm like, listen, I just really wanted to fit in. I really uh, wanted them to like me. And the look in his face, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Am I being selfish? Yeah. Am I being over the top? Yeah. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? Yeah. And yeah. the little number test doesn't tell me why nope. I feel this way. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's, that's amazing, though. That's part of why mm-hmm. knowing things about yourself can be so helpful because it can help you to see, ah, where is this coming from? Where does this stem from? Mm. And so it's not completely selfish. We'll, we'll talk about some of the insecurities, but again, I can speak freely about it because I I have some of the same (laughs) things. So anyway, saying all that to say that, yeah, it isn't, it is because I care so much about people. It is because you care so much about people Mm -hmm. and that you just want to help people to grow and to Mm -hmm. be be, just even simply be loved and, and feel liked themselves. Um, you know, you had mentioned, well, you know, maybe some things have come from childhood, some traumas. So that's another area where we want to kind of talk about, because yeah, some of this stuff does kind of get into some insecurities where it's like, okay, 
things that happened in my childhood has made me feel like maybe I'm not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm not lovable. Maybe I'm not likable. And so those insecurities actually do drive us to have some of these feelings too. So I think you and I had kind of talked a little yeah. bit before um, we started the recording about how, you know, like there's some positives and like, you know, as long as I'm doing it with this motivation of I want to love people, it's amazing. And it doesn't exhaust you and it doesn't um, make you bitter or yeah. angry. Um, but if you're doing it because I don't feel lovable or I don't feel acceptable and I need people to like me so that I can survive, that's where we're kind of stepping into, okay, this is more about me. This is more. I'm hiding from her. No. I'm trying to. No, 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 no. Her no. toes hurt. No, but this is so good, which that's another thing. Like, let me just say, whenever I say so good and I'm talking about trauma and crisis, it's because I see the light at the end of the tunnel and yeah. it is freedom. It is amazing. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, so kind of going back to like that childhood stuff, we all, so like we're, we're born with three fears. Okay. We're born with the fear of falling. Like if you'll recognize like babies, like even they will kind of yeah, startle when yeah. they feel like they're falling. The fear of loud noises, because again, yeah. when a when a baby hears a loud noise, they might start crying. Mm -hmm. And the third one is the fear of abandonment. Isn't that what? insane? Okay, so babies aren't developed enough to like understand, okay, I need your connection, I need your uh -huh. love or whatever, but they know, okay, if my caregiver does not come back to feed me or mm -hmm. um, to change me or to do take yeah. care of me, like I cannot survive. That and again, sense. I know, yeah. it's, it's crazy. So that's the three fears that we're born with. Mm -hmm. So the fear of abandonment, really is real. So when, you know, that statement, why I need people to like me, well, because we all are born with a fear of abandonment. Yeah. And as a child, we truly do need people to like us because yeah. we need them we to come back. Them. Yeah. We need people because yeah. if they aren't there, then we, we don't survive. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's where that comes from. Mm -hmm. But into adulthood, what happens is that we are, we have these um, things that have been confirmed in our, in our lives throughout our childhood. So like typically our attachment style, that's kind of where I'm going with this, like is formed by the age of two. So by the age of two, you kind of have these insecurities mm -hmm. or security. Like there's three different types of insecurities that you might have and there's one security. So you can either have parents that show up for you. They, when you cry, they take care of you. They're, they're there for you. Um, you know, just anytime you need them, they're present. Yeah. But then sometimes that doesn't happen. And, and I've even thought, which this is not a child um, podcast, but I've even thought, man, you know, I did some of the cry it out with some of my kids. And yeah. man, I wonder how that affected, yeah. you know, their, I their. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, I do wonder, like, yeah. is that, does that, you know, contribute to their fear of abandonment that mm -hmm. like I legit left them yeah. in their cribs. But anyway, saying all that to say that, you know, so it's formed by two, but then it's either confirmed or changed even throughout your childhood because if you know your parents did do things that made you feel like you were not being attended to or um, taken care of then if they continue some of those behaviors then it's yeah. like ah yeah see mm -hmm. I'm not lovable see yeah. I've done something wrong it's my fault they interpret it as it's on them so that goes throughout 
your childhood and then into adulthood, yeah. where are we? We're, and here we are. Yeah, and here we are. We, we're not lovable. We're not likable. It's mm-hmm. our fault when people abandon us, when people yeah. reject us. Oh, gosh. You're mm-hmm. going to make me cry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we I'm, can cry together. I've dealt with so much of that lately. And, like, those friendships that just fell off, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm, yeah. I'm back to being that little girl yes. that's missing out on this love. Yeah. And I'm just, I, like, I put myself at 10 years old with my arms in the air wondering, where are you? Yeah. And why aren't you staying here for me? Yep. And then I'm feeling that as an adult. Yes. And I'm like, why do I care so much? Mm-hmm. And then I've got Nick on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And he's yeah. like, why do you care yeah. so much? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, because you're, it's triggering, like you said yeah. that time. Uh, when you were 10 years old. Yes. And so, yeah, you're going back to that time. And so, like, you and I had talked about healing and, and growing and, and moving past these things. And and honestly, I want to just say... And Priscilla told me, you'll never hit... You never reach your finish line. <laughs> you so never. just, you know, it's over. Just give up now. Yeah. Because she told me before we started, you don't reach yeah. your finish yeah. line. Well, actually, it's not over. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. uh, yeah. I like that little plug there. Um, no, but uh, sorry. Now I need to get back on track. Um, but yeah, so yeah, with healing, it is okay. I'm being triggered back to that time, and actually, those triggers aren't bad because those triggers are telling you, "Hey, Holly, we need to we need to figure this out. We need to work this out so that Jeez. I don't keep going back to that time." Yeah. And so, like, I want to throw that out there too. That we all like talk about, "Oh, that triggers me," or "Oh, I'm triggered." Mm-hmm. Triggers are are good. Triggers yeah. are saying, "Hey, there's something that needs to be healed within you. Take a look. Take yeah. a look." And you know, again, like it don't it doesn't feel good. Triggers yeah. don't feel good. And so, like, we don't have to say, oh, triggers are sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. But triggers are good because they're saying, hey, that needs to be healed. You need to take care of that. Oh, and so, yeah. 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 It is good. It, it is good. <laughs> I'm like, somebody write this down and text it to me later, okay? Okay, I will. That's I'll, no, like, good. I mean. I know. I know. Because I have a lot of triggers. And when I am triggered, I think, what is wrong with you? You are mm-hmm. a literal adult. Yeah. Why is this? Nothing is wrong with it's you. it's because I I'm yeah. not healed from that. That's exactly it's right. It's just my little sparks in my brain where it's not completely shoved off That's saying, right. hey. That's right. We, we have some work that can That's be done. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, as, as you go into adulthood, like, so, again, there's several different types of insecurities and, and ways that we operate with insecurities. And, you know, kind of, again, you and I are similar, mm-hmm. where it's more of this, I need people to like me. I want relationships. I need connection to mm-hmm. prove that I am worthy. Yeah. To prove that I am acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some people that don't have that same need. There are some people, like, you know, secure people, they're people that are saying, hey, I'm great with connection. Hey, I'm great if somebody rejects, I'm not great. It hurts if somebody rejects you, regardless of whether you're secure or not. But it's like, okay, I'm not going to make it all about me. I'm not going to interpret it as it's all my fault. Yeah. But, like, the other um, insecurities are, like, okay, well, because I just fully believe people are going to reject me, Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to try. Like, I'm not even going to try to connect with people. And I say that, like, 
to some extent they will because everyone needs connection. Everyone needs acceptance. So like there's something in them that's trying to connect and trying to be accepted, but like superficially, uh, consciously, they're like, I don't want it. Yep. I don't need it. it. Yep. And actually they think, well, I'm not even good for a relationship anyway. Like I can't really contribute much to a relationship anyway. So like, you know, it's best that I keep my distance, at least emotionally. Now these people are all up in groups and have friends, you know, sometimes, but like, emotionally they're they're disconnected they stay disconnected yeah and then the last one is kind of a blend of the two where it's like okay I know I need connection I really desire connection mm-hmm. but I don't trust connection and so it's like kind of like a back Ooh. and forth where it's like okay yeah. I desire connection I want connection I need connection but man you know when they give me connection why why are they giving me connection can you have can you have multiple like well, so the first one I was like, okay, I relate to, mm-hmm. but this one also, yeah, yeah. So you, like, so it is a to. spectrum, okay. And then also, it's different in different relationships. So it's oh, not like it has to be yeah. the same through and through. Um, so, like one of the assessments I use, it it measures um, your mom, your dad your spouse and then others Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of see, Oh, like, here's how I operate with one. Here's how I operate with the other. Um, and so like, it gives you that broader picture of, Oh yeah, I'm different with different people. Now, some people, you know, they have very similar ones through and through, Mm -hmm. but you know, like mine, mine's very different. So anyway, so yeah, so it's just, um, you know, yeah, it can be different in different relationships and it's fluid too. So like these attachments, like you can heal and you can become more secure Mm -hmm. in your life, but like it's always kind of, kind of depend on the relationships that you're in because if the relationship is not secure, then you can't be secure. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, me, I can accept myself. I can love myself. I can, well, and you know, you and I are believers. So like even just knowing that God loves us and he accepts us and he made us how we are, um, like we can know that through and through. But then if I'm in a relationship where like they're not, you know, contributing or they're not showing up consistently, mm-hmm. uh, as the person that they need to be, yeah. then you're still going to be insecure in that relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of cool because it is something that you can heal, but in a relationship, it has to kind of be healed in that relationship. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, you said something earlier that kind of struck my attention. You said something about attachment style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So attachment so is that style different than what we're talking about now. No. So attachment style is what we're talking about now. So uh, attachment okay. style is is kind of this um, theory about again how you're developed from childhood and mm-hmm. you know your attachment style is typically um, formed. Those. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's one of those. It's formed by the oh, age okay. of two, and so it's one of those. And I'll just kind of give you those then real quick um, since we ca- are calling it out. It's secure, mm-hmm. anxious, preoccupied fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant. So obviously the anxious preoccupied is the more anxious one, clingy, wants relationships, wants connection. Mm -hmm. The dismissive avoidant is the complete opposite where it's like, I don't need you. You don't need me. I'm fine without people. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, may have friends, but emotionally distant. And then the fearful avoidant is kind of that back and forth where it's like, okay, yeah, I Mm -hmm. know I need connection, but I really don't trust connection. And you know, like 
I want you to say that I love you and I want you to say that you're going to be there for the rest of my life. But when you say that, I don't really believe that they're, you're going to do that. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So that that's the, the labels for all of those. How do I find out where I did? <clears throat> okay. Well, I can give you an attach. <laughs> I mean, a, an attachment assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cause again, it's a graph. And so like you can be on the line, you yeah. can be straight up in this. Like I was straight up in the center of anxious preoccupied and mm-hmm. I'll just, I'm going to throw Jordan out there. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, Jordan was straight up in the center on dismissive avoidant. So yeah. we were complete opposites. opposites. Yeah. And so, wow. um, like I, I was telling you earlier how, you know, um, I was playing Monopoly and he was playing Scrabble. Oh my gosh. You got you to gotta tell them that. I cannot okay. even. Okay. okay. So I'll just go ahead and throw Nick under the bus <laughs> since you're throwing Jordan under the bus. Me and Nick had a... A bicker last night? Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Okay. A little tiff. Well, just a little teeny tiny tip tap, okay? And, like, in retrospect, I'm like, what, how, what was that even over? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting here spiraling, you know, wondering what it, what it is even about. And I said to Priscilla, I'm like, this is what Nick is sitting there thinking. Here's what I'm sitting here thinking. But here's what I'm sitting here thinking that he's thinking. And she says what? Yes, I said, well, no, he probably wasn't thinking what you were thinking yeah. he was thinking at all. Yeah, Nick, he, she did have your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that he was probably playing Scrabble and you were probably playing Monopoly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so a lot of times that's what we do, especially as the anxious preoccupied. We want to tell the story that, oh, the way that they're treating me, if I were treating somebody like that, that's what I would yep. be thinking. Yep. Or the way that they're acting or the way that they're responding to me, mm-hmm. if they, if I were to do that to somebody else, this is what I would be thinking. Yeah. That's not at all what they're thinking. And yeah. I'm not saying any time, you know, but at the same time, like if we don't know what somebody's thinking 100%, then we need to stop the stories I, anyway. Yeah, we need to stop assuming. <laughs> stop, yeah, stop. Because yeah. what does assuming do? I know. Um, but, but, but yeah, so so you were playing Monopoly. And I, the reason why I say we play Monopoly and they play Scrabbles because Scrabble's more like low-key, yes, chill. Yeah, Monopoly or <laughs> yeah, over, yes. you know, property. Yes. Give me my money. Yeah. yeah. I loved that so much because I feel like so many times that's what we're doing in life. Yeah. And if I can take that, even though I don't even know that that was meant to be advice, you were just kind of being funny. I'm thinking yeah. I could put that in so many more interactions in my life. Yes. I'm yes. mad at someone for acting a specific way to me. Yes. And I can, if I can just stop and think for a moment, they're playing Scrabble. Yes. And if it makes me giggle in the yes. moment, it makes me not only think about the different perspectives that people mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. but if you're playing one game and I'm playing another, they might be going through something, mm-hmm. but I'm so offended. That's right. At, I'm trying with you and you're... Yeah. You're putting up a wall or you're yes. being hateful. Yes. And you've got me spiraling, thinking something, what is wrong with me? Yes. When in reality, you're dealing with something at home. Absolutely. So I'm just, when you said that, it was so funny, but it meant so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. I love and it because like, you can. good stuff, you know? Because <laughs> you can apply it to yeah. all the things. It, it really, and like yeah. in, in all the relationships, it's not just in your husband-wife relationship. No. Uh, it could be in all your relationships. Yes. Work relationships. Yes. Work, all that good stuff. Yes, absolutely. Just interactions on day to day. Absolutely. I did tell Priscilla, I was like, next time Nick is like really getting on my nerves on me, like, why are you playing Scrabble? 
and he's gonna have no idea <laughs> unless he listens about. to your podcast unless he sometimes he listens sometimes <laughs> i know he doesn't because of some of the stuff i say i'm like that would have been a conversation <laughs> Okay, that's so fun. That is super good. All right, guys, we had like a 25 minute intermission (laughs) where we talk. I know the whole time we were sitting there talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have just started recording and not even told her. But we're being like real raw and gritty. So, you know, we would have had to cut some things out. But as we start to try to like round this out, I had rambled in my notes about, you know, how do we heal from that? How, how do we get past that feeling of what, how do these people, how do these people feel about us? And how do I not care as much? Mm. And you kind of just answered that by mm. just saying just something off the wall mm-hmm. that I know you mean. And it was, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Ooh, yes. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't, I feel like I don't even have to go into all of that because all these feelings that were, feeling they're they're valid Mm -hmm, and that's okay and it's and it's okay to feel hurt in a situation yeah but to realize that you're not everyone's cup of tea that's right and you're never gonna be that's right because we're so different and we were just talking about different personalities and how they speak to different people we've been through the things that we've been through so that we can adapt and help out the people that god's gonna send us absolutely or has already sent us and one of the things that i talked about in my last podcast was the fact that I'm not oblivious to the fact that I was lessons mm. for people. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Yeah. And I think that made it easier for me to extend grace to those yes. people that I realized that I was lessons. And then they cut me out because yeah. I was not in any form of healing. Yeah. And I'm, I was so frustrated with them. And then as I continue to grow and heal, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. I, they they met unhealed completely, yes, Holly. Yes. And I can't really hold that against them. But then now I'm like, okay, well I'm working on myself, and I'm I'm doing this, and I'm doing this, and yeah, you should like me because I'm a <laughs> decent person, you know. So then I when I walk away from conversations, wondering how they felt about me and stuff, I'm like, how do I how do I heal from how do I get past that? How yeah. do I leave a conversation and have the mindset this is going to sound good, yeah. right? But how do I actually leave a conversation and have that mindset of, I'm a good, cool person. Yeah. That was a good conversation. I gave it everything that I had. I mean, how do I get to that point where maybe I don't care as much? Yeah, that's a really good question, Holly. And like, you're already processing it as you're talking this out. <laughs> like, you're already answering your own question, basically. Um, but really, like, you're not like, I, I can't say that you won't ever experience those types of feelings. Cause maybe you will get to a point where you won't ever mm-hmm. feel those feelings again. But I will say that it's not really feeling those feelings. That's the problem. It's how we process those feelings after we feel them. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you won't ever experience the like, man, like, you know, what do they think about me or what do they feel about me? But it's what you're, what you're doing after that fact, mm-hmm. what are you doing with those feelings? Cause like you just said, my feelings are valid. And I'll just say, all feelings are valid. Like all feelings, any feeling that anybody feels is valid because our feelings are not something that we go out and choose. Like, Oh, hmm, I think, let me think, I think I want to be angry today. Or I think I want to be hurt today. Like, no, like they just come to us because Mm -hmm. there are feelings, but, but how we process them is the, the, you know, way that we 
know, okay, we're healing or we're not healing. Because if we take it and we do that downward spiral where like I start interpreting everything as I'm not good enough or I'm not acceptable or I'm not lovable, like that's when it's like, okay, ooh, yeah, I need to work on that a little bit more. I need to work on healing that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And really it kind of boils boils down to kind of reprogramming your subconscious Um, because your subconscious has these stories about yourself like that I'm not lovable or I'm not acceptable. And so it's really trying to rewrite that program in Mm -hmm. in your emotions. Um, I say in your emotions, it's it's all over. It's in your beliefs, it's in your... um, But anyway, but it's rewriting that program of basically I'm not acceptable to Mm -hmm. I am acceptable. Like I am acceptable. I am enough. I am enough. Here's some evidence that I am enough. And here's what it feels like. Man, when I feel like I'm enough, this is what it feels like. And man, yeah. it feels so good. I and know. Man. Sometimes I'm so sure of myself. Yes. And yes. I'm like, you're a rock star. Yes. And I'm able to pour that out. In yes. I'm like, you're a rock star. I'm like Oprah giving out your <laughs> rock star titles. Love it. And then some days I wake up so depressed. Yes. So then those days, okay, and honestly, this is another thing that we don't talk about enough. Your body, mind, heart, and spirit are all connected. They're all intertwined. And so when you're waking up and you're feeling depressed, the first thing I start asking myself is, did I get enough sleep? Uh Um, Do I need to eat something? Did I go to bed hungry last night? Or did I go to... I call you those (laughs) words because I'm like, everybody hates me. I'm a loser. No, 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 no. That's where I go. I know. But that's because our emotions take charge and say, listen to me, I tell the truth. And we're like, no, 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 emotions, you don't always tell the truth. So you're valid. I I, I trust you that you're valid emotion, (laughs) but you don't always tell me the truth. But that's the thing is ask yourself all these other questions first. Like, did I get enough sleep? Did I eat something last night? Do I need to eat something right now? Uh, Am I sick? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Do I have a lot on my plate today? Am I stressed about something that's so going on? So you're telling me you don't wallow in your... Girl. And you're depressive. Girl. You like, up. okay. So let me just give you a little hint. Like <laughs> this past Monday, I actually got up and I did wallow a little bit. But because I know, like, I have awareness that there's other things going on, mm-hmm. I was able to wallow for a minute and be like, yeah. man, this sucks. Man, you know, this is so frustrating. Man... And then I was able to say, because again, I'm a believer. I'm like, okay, Jesus, I am taking my eyes off of you. So now I'm sinking down in this water and I got to put my eyes back on you and and trust that you've got it all. I know. So like totally, I am human and I will be human (laughs) forever. Well, not forever until I'm taken home in heaven. But anyway, (laughs) but while still, I don't know, I'll still be human. (laughs) I'm not a theologian. I'm not a theologian. Um, But anyway, saying all that to say that no. No, like I still get in my feels and yeah. and that's what I'm saying is I don't know that that's ever going to go away because mm-hmm. we're human yeah. but how we process can either send us spiraling down or bring us spiraling back up that is beautiful yeah that's such a good way to look at it yeah. and it makes me feel <laughs> it's not that I'm happy that you get down <laughs> but to hear like just to know where you're at yeah. and to hear the way that you explain things and talk about things but to hear you say you woke up on a Tuesday and was like, this sucks. Yeah. You know, and wallowed in it for a minute makes me feel more human. Yes. Yes. Well, because you are. I know. All and I forget. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> and I just, I want to be able to change that perspective. See, I'm at a point where next day 
Crazy. Yes. That was just a bad day. Yes. It's not, we're not going to turn it into a bad week. Yes. When, two years ago, Hollywood. Absolutely. Bad, like, Absolutely. It turns into a bad year. Yeah. So I see growth there, but just just to know that you still had that moment. Yes. It sucks. It is what it is. But then to be like, okay, yeah. wait a second. Yeah. I have the power to turn this around. That's right. That's right. And maybe it's that I go to bed at eight o'clock the yeah. next that Maybe night. it's that I go back to bed right or, now. Amen. <laughs> amen. I amen. believe in a mental health day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I Absolutely. Do. Well, and like you said, like, you know, it used to be a whole month uh-huh. and that's so true. Like, you know, honestly, sometimes the bad moments just need to be a bad moment. It doesn't need to be a bad day, but you're right. Sometimes like the other day, it was a, it was a, it was a few hours, you know, yeah. and I needed my few hours. Yeah. Um, but I, but I didn't beat myself up over that either because that's another thing that if we beat ourselves up over it, we tend to stay stuck yeah. a little bit longer. So yeah. like I, just the same way that I would love on a friend and mm-hmm. say, girl, it's okay. You, yeah. you, you know, it's okay that you're grieving this. It's okay that you're sad about this. It, oh, it totally makes sense that you're frustrated about yeah. this. But okay, now let's, let's focus on the truth. Let's, and you're able to do that for yourself. Now. Absolutely. Yeah. There was absolutely. one time that I can remember. I was so depressed and I was in this house in my bathroom and I remember looking in the mirror and being like, you can do this mm-hmm. out loud, mm-hmm. out loud. There's mm-hmm. power in words. Amen. You can do this. God has got you here. Yeah. He will get you through it. That's right. And I remember feeling this weight lifted. Yes. For me. Yes. But do you just as my personality top? Okay. It was so cringy for me <laughs> that I'm like, <laughs> I will never do that again. Like, okay, have I got to a point where I'm crazy? I'm literally talking to myself. But I will say, saying that, looking myself Mm -hmm. in the eyes, Mm -hmm. saying what I would say to you at a moment where you come to me and maybe you were in the same position, like, the words have power. Yes, they do. Especially when we speak them to ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got to be bold enough to do it. Yes. Well, because honestly, and you've touched on this in other podcasts, if we can't show up for ourselves, then Mm -hmm. we're not really going to trust that other people are going to show up for us anyway. Mm -hmm. And like, so when, when you say you can do this for yourself, yes, that does not discount the need that we have for connection with other people. So we totally need our people that can say it to us too, Mm -hmm. but, but we've got to be able to say it to ourselves because we're, I feel like if you can't say it to yourself, when other people tell you, you don't believe it. That's right. That's exactly right. Because, but then you get to that mindset where you're like, okay. And then you hear other people say it and you're like, okay. Like you were being, when we first started, you were like, this stuff that you say makes sense. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Does it? Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm trying to get to a place where I'm like, okay, God called me to be here. Yep. He gave me this platform. That's right. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but there's still a little bit of doubt. So even when you say it, I'm like, nah. You know, that's right. That's right. But I can recognize that. Yes. 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 It makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. So you're, yeah. So that's the thing is it's just taking consistency and that emotion that's going to reprogram Mm -hmm. that doubt and that fear. Yeah. Again, not saying that you won't ever have it, but you'll be able to process Process it it. so much differently. I'm seeing that. What is so funny though is looking back on two years ago, I told people I was healing. Like I used healing in my hashtags on Instagram and, you know, me and Nick were working through things and I was like, yeah, but I could not accept anything that I had done. Mm. I was 
feeling healed because I was placing the blame on other people. Mm, These triggers that we talked about earlier were triggering me in a sense where I acted out because I'm like, this is, this is Priscilla's fault. This is your (laughs) fault. I'm acting this way. I'm angry because of you, 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 you. And it was very humbling once I actually started to heal, yeah, really, okay, maybe it's you. Yes, maybe the problem. so good. Well, and that kind of goes back to shame, um, because when we're ashamed, we're going to try to run from yes. what we do and what we've said. I and, didn't see. Uh huh. Uh huh. I was so mad. Yeah. That I did. I could not see yeah. that. We're blind to and it. You yeah. Were, I had someone out here telling me, okay, well, you know, you did. And Nick, God bless him, is like, <laughs> well. You did contribute. And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> it was all them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, I just, I could not see. Yeah. I had my blinders yeah. on. Yeah. And it, everybody's like, it's easier to, to be that way. And it, it really wasn't. Yeah. It felt like it. But There's there was a lot so of pain. much pain. Yes. And hurt. Yes. And I was holding on to all that's that right. because I couldn't let it go. That's right. And, you no, know. No, that's really good because, again, that, like, Dealing with shame is a part of healing too, mm-hmm. because like when you're dealing with shame and you're blaming everything on everybody else and you're the victim, mm-hmm. then you're just keeping that shame stuck in your system. Yeah. And so the way to get through shame is to actually go back through the shame yeah. and say, oh my goodness, like I did do wrong. I mm-hmm. did, I, my behaviors were hurtful. Oh, I did contribute to that. Yeah. And going back through that, like, yes, it's painful mm-hmm. but it's way more painful to stay stuck it is. it's we just don't know what's on the other side of that wall yeah. so it's like it's oh scary. The, yeah it's scary it's yeah. scary to go back through it and that's the reason why people don't do it is because they don't know there's freedom on the other side yeah. but let me tell you there is freedom on the other <laughs> side uh yeah so yeah so yeah. go through your shame admit yeah i'm screwed up yeah, yeah. i've done really really wrong things and yeah. and i mean that's kind of like which we haven't even gotten into my junk but like that's kind of where I found myself was I had done a lot of wrong things in my marriage and, you know, being able to finally confess those things and take ownership of those things. Like, first of all, like that alone was freeing. But second of all, God just took that and he blessed that. And he took me so much further down a path once I got that out of my system, which actually in James 5, he talks about confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. Yeah. Like, I believe that that's what he does. That's the supernatural piece of that confession and saying, oh, I screwed up. But anyway, saying all that to say that, yeah, like it's. It's so freeing when you work through that shame versus staying the victim. It is. And it it changes your mindset in the sense where when people used to not be able to accept the fact that they had done wrong. Oh, my goodness. But I was also holding my own. So I'm holding water. They're holding water. Uh I mean, it's just there's a dam between us. That's right. And now I'm in this headspace where I can still see that behavior yeah and i'm like i see you not taking accountability but it is not keeping me up at night yes that is on yes oh that's freedom it is yeah yeah that's amazing it is and you i don't even realize it until i say it out loud but i can look at someone and see things and i'm like yeah. I hate that for you. Yeah. We're small towns, so we say, bless their heart. Bless their heart. It is such a, like, it's a middle finger. Yeah. It is. I mean, you can have your teacups and your dainty little things, but when you say bless your heart, 
or bless their heart. It's, it's covered with a middle finger. And that just is what it is. It is what it is. And that northern people know that. Yeah, I know. They, <laughs> they bring it up to me all the time. Like, like, wait a second. That is, I know. They're like, that's racy. And I'm like, it is. It truly, but we don't. Yeah. It's just, it's a it's part of our vocab. Yeah, that's right. So That's right. Know, that's but, funny. Okay, so we're going to round out. I have a couple of just off the wall questions. Okay. Because I knew I knew we'd get kind of heavy. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that people have cried. Yeah. I'm hoping they've laughed. I'm hoping they want more. I'm hoping that they're like, please make her come back on. <laughs> um, but I'm like, we'll we'll end it with some lighthearted stuff. And I say that, and it, you could have some answers that oh are. Oh my like, goodness. <laughs> okay. So totally off the wall from anything we've been talking about. Okay. Do you spend or save? Oh, I am a spender. Now, okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I am a spender in, what's the word? Remission? Can I say that? Because, like, my heart is a spender. Like, I am a, like, spender all the way. But, first of all, when Jordan and I got married, um, I had a lot of debt. And he is a saver. So, he's like, whoa. If you want to stay at home when we start having children, then we've got to get this debt paid off. So, like for two solid years, mm-hmm. I did not spend money on anything that was not a necessity. Ooh. So that really, yeah. obviously, That's a game yeah, it reprogrammed me yeah. in a big way. But, but, and then also we've had times in our marriage, like right now, where it's like, okay, yeah, like we're having to be a yeah. little more frugal. Um, but my heart is a spender. I'm definitely, a yeah, I'm definitely a spender. It. So you're more of like a live for today yeah. as opposed to prepare for tomorrow. Totes, yes. That's my husband. Okay, that's where we're opposite. Oh, wow. Is that, that is crazy. Okay, so me and Priscilla are very much alike. Yes. Our husbands are very much alike. Yes. But Nick, what, what he wants it, he gets it. See? No yeah, Jordan asked. will do that. Now me, I'm like. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, no. I'm like, uh-uh. I, I save. I'm a penny pincher. If I can save a dollar, yeah. So that is how we're different. That's yes. The one difference. Like, I will be sitting here feeling so bad because I spent $9 on a tea, okay, from the tea store. And I'm like, I just shouldn't have done that. And then Nick rolls in the driveway, and I'm like, what is behind your truck? He goes, oh, it's a mini bike. <laughs> and I was like, okay, why is there two of them? Oh, I got me one, and I got our oldest kid one, and I'm like, I'm gonna divorce you. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. So Why is there two of them? Yeah, no, you know, I'm like, hey, we need Yetis with our logo yeah. on them, and Jordan's like, I don't, don't get me one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but I need I it. it. I love it. Okay, so next question, and then there's only one more, so don't don't panic. Okay. Should kids? have smartphones. Woo! Okay, so this is a tough one for me because... This is also controversial. This is controversial, and we don't like to be... Well, we do like to be controversial, but we just like people to like us while we're being controversial. Um, No, okay, so our rule is that our kids can't have a a cell phone until they're 13. Okay. If I could take that back, then I would because... And, like, extend it or shorten it? Extend it. Yeah. Because like it, or at least give them like dumb phones <laughs> where it's like yeah. they can call and text, uh-huh. um, and not have access to all the things. Now, since our kids, our thirteen plus kids have iPhones, mm-hmm. we do have major controls on them. Yes. So like, um, there's downtimes. Um, actually, one of my kids, bless them, I'm throwing them under the bus, but his his is really shut down because of you know needing to focus on 
more important things. But um, so they are shut down, but still there, there's still this addiction there. And like if it, the addiction started as an adult, I think it would be different than starting as a child because there are, you know, your brains are still still forming. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so my take on that is that like, I don't love cell phones. Did Mm -hmm. you say cell phones? Is that what you said? Okay. Um, for kids, (laughs) But again, like I know different people have different um, needs and different things that are going on. And like even one of my kids is like, you forget me all the time. So I really do need a cell phone before 13. Um, And I'm like, well. I mean, if you have six, if you at least remembered five kids, I think you should have kids. Tell them that. Tell tell them to listen to the ending part of this. Absolutely. I know. I mean, we're doing pretty good. We're doing fairly well. Uh, yeah, no, but, but yes, I, it is, and again, it's not like a social thing. It's more of like a, I just want to protect their minds a little bit longer. Yeah, I understand that. So my oldest is 11 mm-hmm. and she does have a phone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and people have lost their oh. ever loving minds over mm-hmm. it. Okay. Let me tell you, okay. Other side of this is all of her friends have cell phones. Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Here's the thing though. They have TikTok and Snapchat, uh, and listen, I'm not going to judge anyone's parenting skills. I'm just going to tell you as the bad kid. Yeah. As the kid that was the bad kid in school. Okay. Her phone is completely locked down. Yes. She yes. cannot download an app without it sending a code to Nick. Yes. Like he has to approve Love it. it. She cannot add a phone number. Yeah. Without a code. Yes. The phone does not work for anything other than texting and calling while she's See? in school. Yep. It's basically a glorified iPad. That's right. I mean, that's it. Yeah. And the thing is, in the world we live in today, I will be able to track my child. Yes. Yes. She no, I agree. She bus. She goes places. She, I want full contact yeah. with her. If I want to speak to her, I don't want to have to call someone's mom. Yeah. Um. So we kind of done it because I'm super overprotective, but the backlash that people just so free. I'm like... It blows my mind, and then I've got people that will come over, and their kids are—they have TikTok and stuff—and they're so mind blown yeah. that she doesn't, yeah. because they're like, "Your mom's on TikTok. I follow yeah. your mom," and yeah. I immediately want to crawl into a hole. Yes. I talk. We talk about married life in the bedroom. We are. <laughs> me and Nick are inappropriate on there. I mean, this is not. Yeah, no. This podcast is not for your kids. Right. I mean, right. You know, my TikTok surely isn't. Right. So, you know, I understand the people that are like kids shouldn't have phones because of, I think, the flexibility that so many of them have. Right, right. But we just have it for a different reason. Yeah. It's for contact. It's not for her to... Be addicted to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's my thing with it. It's not about the, like, having an actual cell phone. It is the addiction problem Uh, that we get. I mean, you need it. Yeah, yeah. As an adult, I... Well, oh, I, sometimes yes. I just need it in my hand. Yeah. And that feels disgusting. Yes. To admit. Yes. yes. But I'm like, where's my cell phone? Right. And Nick's like, what do you need it for? And I'm like, I don't. Because I feel I, naked? Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually need it. I know. You I know. know. So I, know. I definitely yeah. understand so what you're th- saying. That's my big thing about it. But yeah, like, so, you know, one of them is turning 13 this year. Part of it is that we have a whole herd of kids. Like, so it costs yeah. an arm and a leg for all of us. Our phone bill's expensive. Yeah. I can't Ours imagine. Ours is very expensive. I bet. It's very expensive. You want me to just tell you? Yes. Yeah, $271 a month. Two? $271 a month. You want to know how much ours is? Yeah. 
$500. Whoa! Okay, so I feel really good. <laughs> Nick sees it, he wants it, he gets it. Apple watches, new iPads, okay. computers. I, I feel fine. Attack it to the bill. I feel good. I Thanks. thought you were going to be like a thousand. No, 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 because no, like our, now one of our kids, she's just really good at kind of, um, not, she doesn't argue. She just kind of, you know, pleads her little case very mm. calmly and quietly. So she tends to keep a pretty updated phone, yeah. but everybody else, they just get what they get yeah. and they don't get upset. No, 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 no. <laughs> when the new phone comes out, Nick, Nick gets it. Well, I, I do it. I want to yeah. I believe me like Jordan's phone his is still so old that it has the thumb thing on it so like that's Jordan so Jordan and yeah. you but like no I, I see I'm Jordan yeah that's what I'm I yeah. keep, I, give me the flip phone back I'm just kidding I actually, I actually <laughs> do need my smartphone but you know I don't need and Nick's like the bigger storage came out oh we're getting it we're get, we're just different girl it I have the bigger storage too but yeah $500. Yeah. When I see it clear the account, it makes me physically sick. <laughs> well, I'm, that makes me feel sick. I good. bet it does. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I thought you were going to make me feel I'm, better. I'm, I'm good. I'm gravy. <laughs> okay, okay. Last one. And this one is really off the wall. Okay. You're about to look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> you said don't don't worry. I think I okay. kind of – no, no, no. We'll leave it at one. I'll, we'll keep this a pretty appropriate um, episode. Is the okay. earth – Round. Oh my grannies. Or flat. <laughs> okay. So I think I'm a round earther. Okay. I think so. Uh, there is a scripture. I don't have it off the top of my head, which is why I kind of think of it as round. Okay. Um, is that do you are you a flat earther? Okay, here's the problem. Within the past year I have really been pulled into some conspiracies. Uh, oh, I like some conspiracies. <laughs> I have really pulled into like more holistic health and stuff. You uh-huh. know, I've been sick. I'm still sick. I didn't go to the doctor. I took elderberry and used essential oils. I love it. And I'm like, who am I? But I don't know. So I thought I was a flat earther, okay, uh-huh. just a few months ago. And I asked my dad this question. Now, you know my, da- my dad. I love old your dad. School. He doesn't know me, but I know He's him. He's going to shoot it straight. So many people go up to him and stuff. Just a shout out to the people that go up to my dad when they see him in public and are like, are you Holly's dad? He loves that. Okay, good. Um, but uh, anyways, I said... Do you think, because he's into these conspiracy theories with me. Uh-huh. I tell him things and he's like, ooh. And he believes it because he's so gullible. Oh. So I'm like, <laughs> is the earth flat? And he's like, oh my gosh, you're such an idiot. You know, and he was so like serious that I did not even tell him I was being serious. I was like, You just yeah, left it. You're yeah, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those people are crazy. I'm a <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so let me. But just... I want to hear this scripture if you can find it. <clears throat> okay. Because I literally, when I the last time I thought about it, I was like, I wonder if there's anything in scripture where it's like obvious. Yeah. So I'm not like I'm not like hard set on that. So I'm not saying oh like it can't be yeah. and that it's against God's word yeah, if yeah. you are a flat earther. But like in Isaiah 40 and okay. verse 22, it says. God sits above the circle of the earth. Okay. So that's one verse. Now this one kind of refers to a, um, you know, circular thing because it says in Proverbs eight twenty seven, mm-hmm. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon on the oceans. So again, that doesn't really say it's a circle, but, but anyway, kind of points to like a horizon. Around. Yes, yeah. a roundish thing. But again. 
that's the only thing yeah. that I have that would point me to believe differently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So other than that, like, again, I don't think it's a biblical thing that if people think it's flat, that it's like, Oh, <gasps> you're against God. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Well, I don't really know where I stand on it. I think it, I think it's fun. Yeah. So many people do get so fired yeah. up about it. People, girl, people get like, fired up about how all have things. I been my whole life <laughs> thinking that the earth was round and there's literally people out here that are willing to die on the hill. Yeah. That the earth is flat. Oh, but people, People will die on the hill of a lot of things. I, know. Listen, I have my heels. <laughs> I have my heels. I have my heels. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I do too. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I think we've talked a little over over sketchy. So, uh, and that was fun. I'm glad you ended with some fun questions. I know. I, I was like, if nothing else, we'll end with some lighthearted stuff because I had a feeling. Yeah. It would get deep. Yeah. And it did a little. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad for that. I needed that. I told. Priscilla, on our break, I was like, I feel like I need to uh, pay you no. for this session because <laughs> I, I got teary-eyed a little bit. I know y'all probably can't tell because I'm already sick, but I got teary-eyed for a minute, and I was like, this was just good. If nothing else, like, mm. I needed this. So. Man, well, I needed this, too, because actually, you know, you probably already know this, too, but as you kind of talk this stuff out more and more, like, it's a little bit healing for yourself, too. Yeah, so, I needed this. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Maybe we can talk you into coming on again. I'm telling you, Absolutely. I know they're going to love you. I know they are. The expectations were there. Oh, my goodness. Y'all better love her. Oh, my I'm goodness. Just don't yeah. let me know if you don't. No <laughs> expectations. No expectations. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Thank you for being so patient with me because I have been under the weather. And there was a little bit, you know, there was some doubt in my mind about a lot of things. So there was a week that I didn't even record. And... I feel like maybe God was just kind of saving up for this. So thank you for being here. Subscribe, like, share, tag your friends, tell your friends. This was Finding a Better Way with your host, Holly, and my co-host, Priscilla. Bye, beautiful people. Bye.